everyone, and welcome to Phone Calls with Brendan and Ian. I'm Brendan Garland, and I'm a visual artist and creative. And I'm Ian Schaller. I'm a personal trainer and a philosopher. Brendan and I met at college in the Midwest, but now, living on opposing coasts, we keep in touch through phone calls, which we are sharing with you. As a podcast, phone calls is freeform, authentic, and natural, much as any conversation to a friend would be. Using mindfulness as our guide, we unpack our daily lives and travel across a spectrum of topics, which ultimately lead us back to mindfulness. As the listener, we hope our phone calls give you insight on how to allow yourself to simply be and live more consciously. Hi, Ian. Hello. Hey. I, I just started the podcast. He's already <laughs> interrupting. <laughs> uh, awesome. What, babe? <laughs> I hope everyone heard that. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Ian's like, all right, I'm getting off here. Yeah, yeah like, right. okay. Sorry, guys, can't, can't do it tonight. <laughs> what did I miss? We just recorded the whole podcast without you, dude. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I'm off the hook. How are you? We were just talking about Brennan moved to New York City. Oh, yeah. Is that a for sure thing yet? Yeah. I mean, unless oh, really? like, unless it's something crazy happens and like I get into London, then I would like probably reconsider and maybe move there. But also, I don't know, because like I'm, I want to move in August and, you know, I don't really know like where the pandemic's going to be and stuff like that yet. Because yeah. we'll be at like the tail end, you know, but then... Mm-hmm. Who knows if there's like a new variant or something that like just blows up or something, you know? Yeah. We don't really know. So, but I, so I think New York would be a safer bet, but I'm like for sure going to move in August, uh, move up there. Nice. That's super exciting. Yeah. Where are you going to live up there? Uh, Brooklyn, probably. Just mm -hmm. because it's like closest, you know. I mean, there's just like a lot of stuff going on everywhere, but like Manhattan is just like wildly expensive. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that would be. But I love like the subway system and just like all the, the cool shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. It's a crazy place. Uh huh. Yeah. And like you said, like the energy is just like uncomparable to like any other city. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, a lot of like, like every city's cool, but mm-hmm. you know, like cities are kind of, they're all pretty similar, but I feel like New York City, I was like, this is totally different, like uh-huh. totally different feeling. But yeah. I'll have to come visit you. You will. I'll probably be living in a closet or something for like <laughs> <I understand. laughs> Well, I'll have to sleep like upright. <laughs> like this. Hung up on hangers. <laughs> <laughs> in some rich person's closet and they're just like they push you to the side when they walk in to grab their jacket (laughs) what have you been up to Ian? (laughs) nothing (laughs) Um, my uh, internship and work and all the other good stuff today i got off work and i went and like walked around 
where Polly works because there's like tons of the cool little hikes and there's a disc golf course. So I lost two of my discs and uh, played some disc golf. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't lose them. I know where they're at. I just got to go wear jeans and like walk through the brambles and stuff to get it. I, I was wearing shorts and sandals because it was 70 degrees today. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, just trying to stay as engaged as possible with hoppies and really soak it in the internship. That's the main things. What's the coolest thing you've learned so far in your internship? Hmm. Mm. Well, I think that a lot of the stuff I've learned, I'm like relearning because it was like stuff we've talked about. Um, when I was volunteering for the past year and everything, I did learn about a new, um, you would call it a weed if you saw it, but it's a, like an herbal medicine called yellow burdock, B-U-R-D-O-C-K. And if you pull up the root, it's like a really excellent source of iron. So if like you have like anemia or something, you could um, essentially make teas or tinctures out of that. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then something that I really like to do is uh, sifting compost. It's like super like meditative and relaxing because you just are putting these big globs of compost that's still breaking down. It's like chunky and um, kind of has sticks and everything. And you put it over like um, like a, a wire, like a crisscross wire, and you like you're rubbing it back and forth, getting it to fall through. And then you just, you take that and you cover the beds with it. So that's like a, that was like really enjoyable. So yeah, learning the process of like how to build a compost bed and then from there putting it onto um, the veggies and stuff to give them some nutrients. Sounds yeah. Cool. Yeah. Compost is pretty cool. I think I love like learning the process of things. It's like that's such like the, a cool part of like everything you do. You know what I mean? It's like not necessarily like the end goal, you know, like photography is the example. It's not necessarily like just getting like super good at it, but it's like the, all of like the, the learning in between and the mistakes. I feel like that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to make mistakes <laughs> in the internship. It's like, see what I learned from it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like you learn the most from mistakes and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you're in like the best part of like the learning process when you are making mistakes because it's where you have a bunch of resistance and you're trying to figure things out um, that aren't quite clear and you're starting to like make them clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cool thing. You're like, oh, I'm starting to get the hang of this. And you're like, damn it, I made another mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you like learn like one step in the process and the next one, it takes a while. So it's kind of just like a cool building phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Sometimes when I'm doing stuff and I feel like, like if you, I've been doing something for a while and like I haven't made a mistake, then I'm kind of like suspicious of it in a way, I'm, you know, like. <laughs> Am I really like 
yeah. pushing this, you know, is like, am I doing this right or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That actually came up too, like that sort of uncertainty of whether or not you're doing something correctly. It came up on Monday because we were we were like raking the bed to make it flat so that we could soak some milky oats. And I was like, I was thinking about gardening in general. Isn't one of those things where there's like, um, here's what it should look like when it's done. Or like, here's the answer. Once it's like the finished product is there. It's like, it's not like school or like math in that sense. So like when you're doing something, someone can explain it to you as like, Oh, you know, just rake the bed, make it flat. So like the top is the flattest part. And it kind of like, curves down the sides and then you're like oh okay so like this (laughs) and then you're like you can compare it and look at it but it's not always going to like look the same because of like various reasons um and so yeah that had me thinking like oh man am i am i doing this right and i like i asked her and she's like yeah yeah yeah, you're fine you're fine like just keep (laughs) going and i find myself always kind of second guessing myself like am i doing this right like this seems too easy like (laughs) I feel like it kind of reminds me of like yoga, you know, as you like start out or like meditation too, I guess when you like start out and you're like, you're like, am I doing this right? Or like, am I doing this correctly? And then the more you like get in tune with it, the more you just realize that you're like connected, like everything you do is right. Cause you just start to listen to your body more. And then yeah. I feel like that's the same, like with the garden, it sounds like you're just going to eventually at one point be like, Oh, you know, like it doesn't matter because I understand like the relationship between me and like the plants and what they Mm -hmm. need. Oh yeah. I, I hope to get to that point, (laughs) but that makes me think like, what, why do we start with like the default as like, I'm wrong. Like I'm probably wrong. (laughs) Someone has to tell me I'm right. Like, am I the only person that's like that? Cause I'm definitely like that sometimes. Uh, no, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the, I don't know, I guess like talking about the meditate, like meditative process too. It's like you, I don't know, it's like almost different. Like when you first started out with gardening and stuff like that, you're like, it's kind of like meditative for a different reason, I feel like, because you're like, mind's like racing, like, oh, am I doing this right? Is this the correct way? And then when you get to that point of like, you're like, I get the relationship and I understand like, this is what you have to do. And here's the process. I feel like it's like a, I don't know, like there are two like really cool types of meditation, but maybe they're a little bit different, but I'm not sure if you mm. agree with that or if that makes sense. Mm. Like the first one is almost like the process of like learning yourself and like almost like figuring out like who you are because you're like failing in the beginning of everything. You like fail a lot. Yeah. So then you're like kind of learning like, who you are and what you're capable of and like what your boundaries are almost in a way. And then when you like get to that certain point, then it no longer becomes, I feel like it like, I don't know, maybe this isn't like the right way, but like you like almost start to like lose your, like the relation, like the relationship with yourself becomes set in that situation. And then it becomes more like, about your relationship with like the things around you or the things like inside of you, like your muscles or your, you know, thoughts or whatever. 
What do you think about that, Ian? I want to make sure I heard him right. Would you mind saying that again, but in a different way? Me or Brendan? Brendan. <laughs> oh, man. Can I remember it? Um, That's okay if you can't. I think it was the hardest thing. You're like, I just said it, but now it's, it's gone. I did it yeah. all. Like, God dang it. It's just one of those things that it comes and then uh, it goes. But I was kind of thinking about it like in the beginning of things, like when you start doing things, you're like almost like self-conscious in a way. So like mm -hmm. everything is about like yourself, but mm -hmm. then as you become like more skilled, I guess that's not really like the right word, but more like comfortable with the thing that you're doing, it starts to become like about the relationship between you and the thing and not so much mm -hmm. like about you, like yourself, you know? Yeah yeah like the first obstacle is getting out of your own way mm -hmm. and then then you can start to work with whatever you're working with but yeah like you said and like in my example all of the second guessing and like the the ooh and the ah like that kind of stuff pops up mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree with that and you you have and i can definitely see how you're drawing that connection to yoga because if you've never done it before you might have those feelings like oh i probably look like ridiculous right now or like this is really uncomfortable why am i even doing this like all those like really crazy thoughts come in yeah. and and it takes a long time but you eventually just get to the point where like you've been doing it and those thoughts aren't there anymore because they've run their course and now you can settle into the poses and now you can see like what yoga really is supposed to be or like what the garden is really supposed to be. Yeah. Cause like the first part of like learning yoga, I feel like all your, your energy is spent. Like, how am I doing the poses right? Am I doing this right? Is it like the, the right way to do it? And then you learn that. And then it's like, all right, now I'm connected to my body and everything like that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, and I'm breathing. I'm not, I'm, yeah, you know, exactly. which is like the most important part. <laughs> in your breath and, the pose like the poses kind of just become natural it's kind of like second nature at that point mm -hmm. yeah or when you're learning sequences and they're like especially if like you're listening to a video and you're not like you're not like with an instructor who can like correct you um you have to like keep looking up at the video to see what they're doing unless you know what they're talking about mm -hmm. i still do you ever find yourself holding your breath still I even, mm -hmm. it's like still now I'm like, I'll be doing something. And then I'm like, I don't think I've like fully taken in a breath for like the past, like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I need to focus on breathing. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Especially in transitions, like moving from one to another. I feel like I like hold, like, I'm like, this is when I can hold my breath. It's like, no, <laughs> that's not a good time either. <laughs> you guys been going on any hikes or anything like that uh 
actually. Have I? No, the last time I went was, <laughs> I think I told you guys about it on our first recording. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I, we took that dog on a walk like close to its house and it like lives in the mountains. So that was like a cool hike. And we found this little waterfall. So someone built a, a bench and put it up there. It was really cool. Hmm. Are there some good hikes by you, Brendan? No. It's where I live, it's like actually pretty similar to Illinois, like landscape wise. It's just, like no. yeah, it's like mostly farms and stuff like that. And like flat land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did go to the beach a little while ago. So it's not really a hike, but still nice. Yeah. How far, how far is the beach from you? Uh it's like an hour and a half, like almost two hours. It depends on like which beach you go to. There's a few. But it's not uh, too bad. Mm-mm. No, not bad. Definitely better than uh living in Illinois and going to the beach. <laughs> for hours. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like yeah. six. 16 hours, isn't it? If you're driving from Illinois, mm, I don't think so. I can't remember. I guess, yeah, I think like, you can get to like Alabama, I think within like 12 or 13, something like that, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but I am excited to go up to see Ian because he's going to take some, some hikes. What in the hell are you doing that? <laughs> 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 oh i didn't tell you yet <laughs> no, we're coming up uh, tonight <laughs> oh that's fine uh, I, i'm in the guest bedroom right now I'm sleeping on your pillow <laughs> i'm also excited to come see you tonight start Dude, that, would, that would be the best weekend ever yeah. alan you can come if you want <laughs> <laughs> polly won't be here so it'll be great i'm just kidding <laughs> 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 i told blake about that trip in may and he said he was pretty into it so yeah dude let's do this i'm so excited me too <sighs> doing some camping mm. nice i uh i thought about camping like sort of soonish but then it's still like below freezing every night um it's so weird like the the temperature difference because it's supposed to drop like to below freezing again tonight but it was up to 70 today <laughs> it's like yeesh yeah, it was like 70 today but i was telling brennan it's supposed to rain now like the next three or four days so yeah it didn't last very long the nice weather but yeah got up to 70 today which is pretty nice Where do you guys find sacredness in your life? Don't make that face of me. I'm going to let Brendan answer first. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a baby. Just answer it. (laughs) You're like, I find sacredness when Brendan answers the question. (laughs) (laughs) um 
I don't know. You're recording this, right? I am, yeah. <laughs> We're good. Thanks, oh, thank you. <laughs> I find sacredness and Polly yelling across the house while we're recording a podcast. It's awesome. I don't know. I would, I don't know. I guess like the first thing that comes to my mind would probably just be like, I don't know, being with people and connecting with people. Uh, so just like conversations like this, where it's like connecting with, with friends and things like that, especially since you guys are farther away. Um, and then I don't know, like the conversation that Nick and I had in our podcast was pretty cool. It was like a vulnerability episode. Uh, so that was like a new experience for me to be like, oh yeah, like openly, you know, just like talking about things that are on my mind and stuff like that. So I would say probably just, you know, like, I don't know, connecting with people and being with people. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure if that really works, but that's why wouldn't it? Anything. Of course it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that's that's what I was, we were talking about earlier. The uncertainty thing. Like, is this right? Of course it's right. <laughs> Everything is right. Although nothing's left. <laughs> no left. I only make right turns. <laughs> I think that's interesting though because I guess when I was thinking about sacred my first instinct was like really uh like um like kind of where I feel like most connected to myself and I feel like that is like any source of water is like what I was like my immediate thought was like in the ocean or like in like you know by like the lake or like a pool by like a waterfall um or in a lake or something some place where there's like a body of water and especially if there's like a body of water moving is like where i feel like like a really deep connection to myself i like that mm -hmm. definitely should let you answer first <laughs> no we don't oh, come back like, here. But no, yeah, I totally, I feel that too. It's like, I, I always like the running water is like my favorite thing. I can just like sit there for, for like hours and just watch it and listen and just be like so relaxed and mm -hmm. everything like that. So I definitely get that. It's very healing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ian? I don't want to answer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, because I've always, Brennan and I have said many times, like, like on the podcast, just in conversation, that we feel sort of like most connected when we're having conversations with other people, like really deep connections. And for that exact reason, like you're, there's less of a feeling of like separation, and then there's less worry of like my own issues or yada, yada. Um. So that's like definitely one time. And then just being like relaxed and being in nature, but especially around water. Like I, I'm not trying to like piggyback off you guys, but if you like watch the water moving, um, especially for like the lights hitting it right. And if like you're listening to the water and like all you can hear is the rush of it. Like that's like a, a really, really powerful moment to just be there with it. 
Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, kind of like jumping off that, but also talking about something that you were talking about earlier. How did you feel either like during or after your conversation with Nick uh, that you had? Because I thought it was really interesting, but I feel like we do have like a hesitancy to like jump into those kind of conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I felt, I mean, I felt great. I mean, it was cool because I got everything like really that was on my mind was like, I don't know, just like out in the open too, which is really interesting that like, I usually don't really, I don't even, I mean, I like to have deep conversations, just don't do it necessarily as often. Mm-hmm. So to like have that conversation on the podcast, it was, um, I don't know, it was cool. I was super nervous, uh-huh. but I knew that it would be a good thing for me. And then, I mean, it felt like Nick and I were just having a conversation, you know, even though we had like the mics there and some cameras and stuff, like I didn't even realize that was going. Um, so it just was like a cool, a cool moment for the both of us too, because we haven't really necessarily had like a, a deep conversation like that where it lasted as long. Mm. Uh, so I think, I don't know, I felt great after that. And I think we're going to do some more episodes like that just because, I don't know, I feel like everybody has stuff they're going through. So if they listen to the podcast, they can kind of like think about those questions too and be like, dang, you know, I need to address some things and stuff like that. But yeah, I felt fantastic. I'm really excited to do stuff like that again. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because Nick just had the card. So it was like random questions. He read them to me once before and I was like, oh my God. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like so deep. I'm excited, but very nervous. Uh-huh. But then we got like, got rolling into it. And it was good. So can yeah. we uh, hear an example of one of the questions? I knew you were going to ask that. And I was like, dang it. I'm Sorry. Uh, that's the weird thing. Like we were talking about earlier. It's like we answered the questions. I literally just like listened back to the episode the other day. And like, I can't remember the exact questions from them. Like, what is yeah. Uh-huh. But I think one was like something like, what's, um, what's an insecurity right now? Or something like that you're insecure about. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the first one. Or it was something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I'm trying to think of some other ones. So I don't think we ended up doing three or four. Um, or like, I think one was what expectations have I been putting on others that have harmed me or something like that? Something along those lines. So we talked, we had a good conversation about like just different stuff like that. Oh man, I got to listen to that podcast. I didn't, uh, that's a good topic. Yeah, dude, it's a good one. Like I said, yeah. I, can't remember the exact questions but it was good mm-hmm. it's just a cool card game it's uh we're not really strangers and it's a, a self-reflection journal so nick mm-hmm. bought that and then it comes with a deck of cards that are also reflective which is funny but um so we just drew i think we had eight cards or seven cards and then we just drew three of them on the show mm-hmm. so it's cool and that was fun too so we like i didn't have all the questions like a week before and like prepare the answers so it was actually like a natural a natural nervous answer <laughs> on the spot. spot yeah, I love that game. I have the the like original one. Yeah, the I don't remember how many cards are in it. There's like a ton of cards, and then I think the like a relationship one, and then like a romantic relationship expansion pack one. Yeah, there's so many of them there. It sounds so cool. I need to get one. Yeah. 
because Jared has one too. So he, I think Nick got him one. Um, he was on episode three, but yeah, he really likes it too. So definitely gonna have to get one after, especially after that episode. As a thing, it's just this is cool. Yeah, because you, I mean, I would never have thought about those questions. And then you're like, dang, I actually didn't think about that, and then formulate an answer, and then it's kind of like something that's kind of very deep within you that needs to come out, which is nice, nice and freeing. Yeah. And the thing that I like about her uh, questions, like Kareen, the maker, like the way that she phrases the questions are just like, they're like, it's really, really hard. I've tried many times to come up with like questions for like my art shows and stuff. And like, it is really hard to come up with like a question that like gets you to pinpoint directly like in an emotion without being in a conversation, you know? Because if you're in a conversation, then you can be like, oh, you know, how did that experience make you feel? And then you can like go deeper into it. But to just like go straight from, you know, a question into that kind of like answer, I think is uh, really hard to do. So it's pretty incredible the stuff that they've come up with. You know, especially like full, like full decks of them and everything like that. Like, uh-huh. that's pretty- I'd love to know how she got so good at asking those kinds of questions. Cause that's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like we were just talking about like our favorite thing to do is like have conversations like this and sort of the key to having those conversations is, you know, a like listening and then B like asking and like questions like deeper into like how people are feeling and everything else. Um, yeah. Practice, I guess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah i think all the questions too i mean at least the ones that we kind of like talked through it was like it wasn't just like an immediate answer so it's not mm-hmm. just like generic questions it's like very specific but then also like broad questions like i don't know how like she did that but it's awesome so cool but yeah it's like you have to kind of like take a moment and be like dang haven't thought about that one <laughs> time to address that uh-huh. so, yeah pretty cool You know it's a good question when you're like, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> then like, I have never thought about that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> How's all your art going, Brendan? It's going good. I've kind of hit like a well, I need more bags. So if you guys want to send me your plastic bags. <laughs> I should start saving them. I think I actually have some in the, the pantry. Yeah, if you have them, yeah, I'll send you my address. I will. <laughs> or anybody listening, I really need plastic bags. <laughs> Don't do that because you're going to get like a house full of freaking plastic <laughs> bags. <laughs> Good. I need so many because I'm doing the like braided rugs that I was telling you about yeah. last time. Yeah. Yeah, it just takes so much. And plus, I like to keep like the the kind of unique bags. Cause I like to use those. If I only have like one of a bag, you know, I like to keep it cause I like to use those in the, the figures and stuff. Mm. So I kind of have like a piling of like just random bags, mm. but then like the grocery store bags that we have a ton of, I've used those for the braiding, but I want to make this rug like really big. And I feel like I'm just getting like nowhere. Like, you know, when you're like eating a salad and you feel like you're only like halfway through. 
like that's how I feel like with this like rug because I work on it for like two hours and then I'm like did I like even do anything like I can tell that it's bigger but I feel like it should like it should be so much bigger how many have you used and how many do you think you need oh I don't know how many I've used a million (laughs) I'm sure like at least like at least a hundred probably around like closer to 200 because wow it takes like three bags to make like the rope kind of braid like thing and then that like gets braided in back into itself so then it's like like just creating this like really long circle but Mm. yeah it just takes so many and then I used like a plastic trash bag the other day because we had a one that I used for tie-dyeing so then I just cut that up it was like a big one for like outdoor trash cans Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see that yeah it should be cool you're going to have to teach me when you come here. And then I'm, I'm not going to give you my bags because I'm going to start my own rug. <laughs> it's a race. <laughs> Although I do work at a grocery store, so I feel like it would be probably kind of easy to get a lot of bags. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. Sorry, go ahead. I, oh, I was going to say, I th- I've thought about like just taking a bunch of bags from the grocery store, but something about it feels like really... Uh, like just wrong like it just feels like inauthentic to the like Mm. experience of the piece because like the piece is about like collected bags that have already been used so like to take a stack of bags that haven't been used just for the sole purpose of like me to use them feels like wrong like I'm just using you know the bags for my own purpose I feel like you'll appreciate like the end result a lot more. Mm-hmm. You, like, you know, you actually personally go and collect all the bags that have already been used and stuff like that. I feel like it'll have like a deeper meaning to you. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like go do neighborhood pickups and just find bags? Mm-hmm. Like on the like side of the road and stuff, like just walking mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should, but I haven't seen. I feel like I don't see that many, but maybe if I started like walking around, I yeah. would see a lot more. Yeah. I wanted to like put up little, like kind of my next or somewhere along the line, I'd like to create like little bins out of the plastic bags and like the braided ropes that I would like give to stores or businesses and like have people drop off their plastic bags and then collect them that way. So Mm -hmm. like, it just kind of becomes this like endless cycle. Mm -hmm. That's cool. cool. I know like the, I think the Walmart back home, they have like a recycling bin in like the front of their Mm -hmm. door for plastic bags. So I don't know, there might be like an opportunity, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's true. I feel like what you were saying earlier too is an interesting comparison to like I don't know goals or um, just hobbies and stuff like how you're like I've, I've worked so hard on this but I have I don't see like the results immediately or like Nick and I on that last podcast talked about like body image and working out and seeing results and things like that mm. I feel like yeah that's like a you know even with like back in the day like when I started photography first out it was like 
feel like I'm doing this all the time, but I'm not, you know, I'm not learning as much or I'm not as good as other people and stuff like that, which is a whole nother thing we talked about on that podcast too. Cause like I said, it's everything, but, um, but yeah, just like that, uh, I don't know, the determination to keep going is always worth it in the end, but I like when you're doing it or eating a salad, you know, mm-hmm. hard work. <laughs> same, same thing. <laughs> it's pretty painful. I love that. Yeah. Sorry. I love that analogy because I was like literally eating a salad outside the other day and it was like a huge salad. And I was like, this is taking for freaking ever. <laughs> like, salad. Yeah, so that, was, that was spot on. <laughs> it's always salad too. Yeah. Not a big salad fan anyway, so. <laughs> Salads are bomb. It depends. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, iceberg lettuce salad. Like, you well, know. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. There might be iceberg fans out there. I don't know. Nah, they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust someone that likes iceberg lettuce. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt out of that. No, yeah, you just, like, there's... there's so many varieties of lettuce you know what i mean so you get like get a good like butter lettuce that's the best one okay and then you put like a couple different nuts or seeds olive oil a little bit of balsamic vinegar and then fruits and veggies you know i mean just just pile that thing on it's it's so simple and it's so good every time Mm -hmm. you're taking notes alan yeah i need you to teach me how to uh make a proper salad proper salad there are no wrong answers no iceberg lettuce allowed yeah that's the, that's the only rule yeah, like that's the only thing to take that note and then begin yeah i'm like ian i meant to make a salad but you know ice cream just ended up in there and there was like chocolate syrup and whipped cream and it just went downhill i'm like yeah that's perfect that's all looks great no iceberg lettuce so it's fine anyway <laughs> within your uh your notes and within the guidelines yeah that's fun. But how yeah. many beers are you drinking, dude? <laughs> Connect. <You> got like <laughs> just uh. <laughs> gotcha. Where's that one from? Uh, this is a uh, Main and Mill. Oh yeah, down in Festus, the hometown beer. I started doing some photo and video work for them, so. Let me try one of their new IPAs, which is really good. I found an IPA that I'll have to bring to you or buy for us to have when we go camping in May. <clears throat> Brendan, we have to try it too, maybe. Maybe we'll have to go to the brewery while you're in town because this lady totally sold me on it today. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm super excited about it. It's called like... Uh, surf wax ipa and i was like that's a terrific name and then like their their marketing is crazy and they have like a like a death clock pilsner and it has like a one has like a like a hair like the rabbit like a hair and on the opposite side it's like the skeleton of like the hair mm-hmm. so it's it's wild stuff yeah that's like the most important thing like when randomly picking out a beer is like just the packaging dude like a yeah. good branding i'm just like 
Yeah. I'm just not into it. I don't know why it's so weird. But mm-hmm. like, now I'm going to try the one with the cooler package, you know? Uh, yeah. When I was in Montana, um, I think it's called Big Sky Brewing. They um, have a beer called Moose Drool. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I was like, oh, you can get back home too. And I was like, that's awesome. But I was <laughs> Heck like, I yeah. I love the name. Uh, Heck yeah. Brennan, I feel like I interrupted you a minute ago. No, it's good. I like beer also. I was just going <laughs> <laughs> to. You, you sound like you're underage. I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also drink beer. <laughs> Do you know natural light? <laughs> Some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. But I was just going to say that I liked uh, what Nick said on that podcast about what, about what he said about going to the gym. And uh, I can't remember the actual, like, the way he phrased it. But he was talking about when he was talking to the trainer. And the trainer was like trying to get him to set oh, yeah, yeah. concrete goals. Yeah. And he was and just like, like, I don't want like, he's like, I just want to be like healthier. And, you know, I don't want to have like this like set weight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really interesting part as yeah. well. It's like just to be healthier, not just like obsessing over like this specific number. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, once you hit that number, then do you like, what happens after that? You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of like, trying to like make healthier decisions all around. Yeah. Because he was basically like, there's a bunch of, or I was thinking like such a profound way to move through life because essentially he was like, I just want to be like the better, like, I just want to feel comfortable like with who I am, you know? And so like, it doesn't matter like the way that like, you know, how much weight I lift or how much like weight I'm losing or something like that, you know, it's like, he just wanted to feel comfortable. And I thought that, you know, that could be just applied to so many uh, things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I feel like that's super powerful. That was one of my favorite parts too. Cause I was like, dang, that's a, that's just so true. And like you said, it can be applied to a lot of different things, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just like having those conversations. We should definitely, we should do like a, a joint podcast. And we can just like all pull the questions out together. That would be really fun. That would be cool. We could like go around. Yeah, because like we just went back and forth, like we're drawing around and everything like that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the back to the thing about like the Nick was saying, I like that's like I don't know, just like a better way to live too, because you're not constantly striving for a specific number and like, you know, weight loss or whatever like that. And it's like, or a specific number of followers on Instagram or anything like that. It's just like, you're mm-hmm. just living your life um, to your terms and making yourself happy. So yeah, I feel like that was probably like one of the most powerful parts too. Mm-hmm. So where do goals fall into place? Like, should we have goals at all? And if we do, like, how do we define them? I mean, I feel like it's cool to have goals, you know, um, like I said, like, like, like we were talking about weight loss and stuff like that, just to like have a goal of being healthier and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
but once you put those numbers or a time frame on them i feel like that's when it gets hard but it's like all right well we'll use i always always go back to photography but like it's like man all right uh, i'm gonna try to do a photography business i'm gonna give myself one month and if i don't make it then i'm not doing it and done you know uh-huh. that's just not realistic but if you're like all right i'm gonna like get a camera start shooting photos learning like talking to people doing a lot of different stuff and like there's no necessarily like time frame like whenever i started my business i wasn't like all right must be like fully up and going by you know month six or anything like that mm-hmm. i mean obviously that's nicer but i don't think it, i think like that's like hard to put those specific time crunches on there mm. but then it's like it's like an interesting balance because you don't want it to be like oh yeah like you know someday i'll have a photography business and then like 20 years gone by and you have that's your camera you know i feel like you have to have sort of like accountability with yourself but also like know that it's okay that like, it doesn't have to be like super immediate that your um your goal has been achieved or whatever you said it to be yeah and then what yeah well because I, I think it almost kind of touches on something we were talking about earlier like about the process of doing is more important because i think your goals should be like like almost like action oriented or like, you know, like today I, I'm just gonna, you know, take a picture or something yeah. instead of like, you know, I need to have 30 pictures by the end of March because then you do end up like pushing it aside because it, it becomes like too unrealistic of like a goal to accomplish instead of just doing something like in the moment that you want to do it, you know, if you want to take a picture, almost everybody has a phone with a camera now, you know, so it's like, start there. You know, I I think people often set goals that are unreachable at the moment because they think that it takes like all this stuff to start doing it. I mean, I feel like it's the same thing with like the way that we've both done the podcast, you know, it's Uh like, you know, we just started it one day because we were like, yeah, this sounds like a fun thing to do. (laughs) And then eventually it came to fruition when we found out about Anchor and then we just started calling each other on that instead of calling each other on our phones uh-huh. and then it just happened you know yeah yeah for the internship <clears throat> um diana wanted us to set some smart goals which is um smart is an acronym for specific measurable attainable uh realistic and time bound so the smart goal is actually we we use those for personal training too whenever i was like a trainer um and like it was really hard for me to come up with even three like smart goals because like even though i know how much i'm gonna get from the garden like like all of my goals were like i just want to learn more like i just want to be connected to the garden i just want to meet people and have good relationships with the people in my community you know but those although those are like good like admirable admirable goals like those aren't smart goals like end quotes 
Um, but to me, that doesn't make them any less like relevant, you know, mm-hmm. um, if anything, that seems like those are the kind of goals you should have for most things, you know, just like, oh, okay, those are just my values. So I won't push those on people. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like a hard thing to, to come up with goals in general. And it always has been for me for some reason. I mean, I feel like even if you set a goal and you don't reach the goal, like you still learned a lot from that experience. Like, uh-huh. What, like, um, I mean, like Gary Vee always talks about like, you know, it's like he loves like the journey and the process. Like we've been talking about like the, the journey of building the business or, you know, starting a podcast and just like the fun parts of that. It's not necessarily like, all right, we have like this super successful podcast that's making us a bunch of money. It's just like the, the process of like, oh, this is fun to talk through these concepts and to stay connected to friends and just different things like that. It's like, uh-huh. or like, I don't know, it's like always like people always think about, you know, like when I get to this point in my life, I'll be really happy mm-hmm. instead of like being happy in like the, the current moment. Yeah. So, so I think goals, like, like even if you don't achieve the goal, like you still sort of achieved your goal because you learned at least something about yourself, even if you failed. Mm. Yeah, it's like, even if you set a goal and you don't reach like the that exact goal bottom line is you just want it to be somewhere different or like not somewhere different you just wanted to like change your inner state of being to some degree in a better way and like whether or not you reach that goal you're still gonna like change all of the experiences that happened to you like all the things you learned along the way those really cool things that happened that weren't the goal itself. Mm-hmm. So I still don't know if we decided if goals were good or not. They are. Yeah. I, I think that I would say that they are. Because um, mm-hmm. it's just like uh, something to like, I don't know strive towards and learn and i don't know i think i guess it's important to like be realistic with yourself too it's like if you don't achieve the goal don't beat yourself up for it you know mm-hmm. like the experiences that you had and then also reevaluate what you learn about yourself for the next time you do set a goal i don't know yeah keep pushing yourself and that kind of thing keep learning i feel like it's also just very important mm-hmm yeah, and I think like with like the phrasing of your goals is important, like you were saying, because if your goal is like open-ended, you know, just to learn more, they're really, you can, I mean, you can fail in that and like you will fail, you know, because failure is like inevitable. We're always going to keep failing at things, but there isn't like a, thing that you will or like won't reach and even kind of like what nick was talking about you know if you like if you reach a certain weight you know if you have like a certain weight that you want to meet or something or even like you know a certain amount of followers that you want to get on instagram say you meet that goal there's then it's like okay now then what you know yeah yeah (laughs) it's because you you already met it. So then if all of your energy was invested in meeting that goal, 
then it's like you have nothing, there's nothing else after that. I mean, obviously you can come up with a new goal and stuff, but if your energy is invested in learning, I mean, you could keep that goal until you die. Yeah. <laughs> and you could, can, you can't fail at that, can you? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's like the, I don't, there was probably a book that was written about it and this author refers to having those like really big goals and that you, you get to the top and you make it to that goal. So you made it to the summit of like the mountain or whatever. And then you realize it's a false peak and that like, there's still like another peak to be climbed and another, and you can just keep going like forever. And there's not really like a last mountain or, or like the highest peak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just another one. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, the Ben Rector song where he says, life is not the mountaintops, it's the walking in between. Mm, yeah, like, that's a good one. It's like all about like the, I don't know, it's like the, the simple small moments of life are almost like, you know, super enjoyable. Or don't forget to enjoy those moments mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to keep the mountain theme going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> And I'm re-listening to, uh, it's called Move Your DNA by Katie Bowman. Um, I'm re-listening to her audiobook, And the reason I'm mentioning it is because of what Nick said, that he just wants to be like happier, healthier, like have a general sense of well-being. Like he doesn't care if he squats 300 pounds or if he can run like a, a five-minute mile, you know? Yeah. Um, and she talks a lot about that. She's like, that's not what, you know, being fit isn't necessarily being healthy because the, in our foot, for example, like we have like X amount of joints and then they can each move like individually uh, to like certain degrees. Um, anyway, there is like, there is like 33 to like the eighth power um, g- number of geometric patterns your feet can make or like, geometric movements your feet can make that's just in your foot <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and so like even if you're a really good runner or something like that you're only touching on a very small amount of movement patterns that the human body can do in general so it's like like uh you're restricting like what your body can actually like do and move. And like, and for me, that means like what, like how like your like spirit moves through your body and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it seems like to focus on something so small sided as, you know, being really strong in your squat or like running a really fast mile. Um, it's, it's not taking into consideration like what, all the beautiful things our body was meant to do, you know, for ourselves and for other people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's also different. Cause like we do live in like an age of like comparison. So we see a lot of things and, you know, it's like, Oh, well that person 
you know, like Usain Bolt or something, you know, it's like, oh, he's, he's really fast at like running sprints. Like I want to be as fast as that he's running sprints or something, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, the difference is, is that like, if you're comparing yourself to Usain Bolt, you're not running because you love to run and he's running because he loves to run, you know, mm-hmm. that's like his thing <laughs> and he yeah. loves doing it. So he's always going to be faster because you, when you do something you love, you like are willing to just go like mm-hmm. just crazy amounts for it, you know? Mm. Yeah. I feel like that makes sense too. It's like having like a, like your purpose for it is not to compete with other people. It's mm-hmm. just like to do something that you love to do. And we talked about it on the podcast too, is like the, the comparison game, especially in photos and things like that. Um, it's like, oh, mine's not as good as their photos or things like that. It's just like super dangerous because then, I don't know, then you feel like you're not good enough. And then eventually like that passion could run out because you've compared yourself to other people. Like the amount of likes and stuff that people get or just anything like that. And I also saw something cool that I think, I think it was Gary Vee posted the other day. It was like a video and he was like, he's like, think about it. He's like, you know, if you only get 30 likes on an Instagram post or 20 likes or whatever, he's like, imagine that door over there. He's like, imagine 20 people walk through that door right now. He's like, you'd be overwhelmed. He's like, your room would be full of people. He's like, so, you know, like stop comparing yourself to like other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's like so cool. It's like you just, I don't know, sometimes you get like, oh, I wish that post got more likes, but it doesn't really matter. But I thought that was an interesting, interesting perspective. It's like, you know, 10 people, you know, even if 10 people came walking through the door right now, I'd be like, oh God, like the better people, you know? So mm. that was an interesting perspective. It's easy to fall into that comparison game too. Like, um, like what Brennan said about the sprinting, you know, if you, if you, if you get inspired to do sprints because you saw like your favorite Instagram model doing sprints, like you probably don't actually want to do sprints. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And I think they're like, the like pursuit of all that stuff is like important you know so like if you did like do some sprints because you know you saw somebody else doing sprints and you're like oh like I want to be like them I should do sprints and then you find out that you really hate sprints like Mm -hmm. I mean that's just equally as worthwhile but I don't think that we uh, like celebrate that as much you know because then I think that we look at it and we're like, oh, that person's lazy because they don't want to do sprints. And it's like, no, they just, <laughs> they don't like sprinting, you know? Sprints yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do sprints. Yeah. <laughs> the no sprint zone. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's cool too, because then you figure out what you like and you're like, I hate sprints, but, you know, maybe you like distance running or you like to go for walks or, your thing is the weight room or just things like that mm-hmm. it's important to realize that not to force it yeah there are other forms of exercise and different things to do mm-hmm. like i hate running but i love to like go mountain biking like, that's so fun 
It's mm-hmm. like good levels of cardio on each of them. But one, I'm like, oh, I love to do this. And the other one, I'm like, nope, I'm good. No sprints for me. Because uh-huh. your calves were made for it. <laughs> <laughs> Calf game strong. Yeah, it's important to like such a, if you have like an in- inclination towards something, even if it is because you saw it on Instagram, like try it out. Give that thing a shot. See if it's, see if that inclination was there for you or just like there for you to know that's not the direction you want to head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's probably a, a big difference between like, oh, that might actually make me happy and I might enjoy doing that all the time. Or like, oh, this person's doing it. So I want to be like them. So I'm also going to do it even though I don't get any enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how would you say that you also make that distinction? Because there are some days where you do things like it might be something that you enjoy doing, but on that particular day, you don't enjoy doing it. Well, I, I'll, get, I'll use like a more specific example. Like I do yoga almost every day, but I know that there are days where like, I don't really want to, but then I do it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, like that was worthwhile. Even if after I do it, I'm like, I still, you know, like don't feel much better or anything, but mm-hmm. I was still like, that was worthwhile to do. How do you make that distinction between like something like that and something that you're like, oh, I just really don't enjoy doing this? I feel like it's hard to like put a specific like point to it, but like, I don't know, I feel like it's just like an inner feeling of like, if it like really brings you inner joy, then yeah, it's hard to explain. I guess it's hard to like put into words, but like, yeah. I feel like it's just probably a, a feeling, you know, like, I mean, I love photography, but there are some days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like tired or I don't want to do it or things like that. But most days I'm like, oh, I just want to like pick up my camera and take photos of random things, you know, um, but I feel like it's just like an in, inside feeling of like, you know, this is, this actually makes me happy or, or it's like, if it's consistently, you're like, I just, this is not for me. Like you tried yoga for a month and you're like, I really hate this, but you just keep persisting then I think that's probably like the, the answer. It's like, you, you kind of answer that for yourself. It's like time to, uh, to try to find something new, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or just like trusting your gut, going with what you feel inside. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would say, yeah, try it one time. And if you don't like it, that's fine. And try it a thousand more times. And if you still don't like it, maybe try it again next year <laughs> maybe just try it again like the <laughs> maybe that's the magic trick <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah go ahead yeah, you go ahead you're good i would say yeah because i mean like we change all the time and like our mood and everything or like our perspective like of what could be enjoyable about that activity is changing all the time um so yeah i mean you you i wouldn't say as like a philosopher that like you could turn away from something forever and be sure that it was like it wasn't your thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. 
except for like being a professional NBA player. I don't think I can ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you have those kinds of feelings whenever you're doing like a, an art piece, Brennan? Like when you go through it, like if you're like halfway through, like have you ever been like, you know, I'm just not feeling this. It just doesn't feel right. Have you like stopped a piece or do you always kind of like finish it out to the end? Or what's your kind of approach with that? Yeah, I finish everything to the end because like just like we were talking about earlier like that's like the the finished piece is like the peak of the mountain you know mm -hmm. and all that stuff that you learn in the middle is like what is worthwhile and you know there's a lot of things that I do I'm like this sucks halfway through you know yeah I'm like this is crap this is the stupidest idea that I've ever had and then in the end it's like the most like amazing thing it's like you know totally changes everything i was thinking about in my art or it like perfectly captures like what i was trying to you know explain but in like you know two days before i was like this is like garbage you know yeah so mm -hmm. here's a question for both of you guys how do you know when you're done with an art piece or like editing a photo? Because it seems like you could continue to do them for like indefinitely. Do you want to go first, Brennan, or do you want me to go first? <laughs> I can go first this time. <laughs> you, this, first time. time. <laughs> this time. This <laughs> time. Whatever. Oh, no, we went first last time. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh well for me it's just like um like a feeling, I don't know. Hmm. Like you just do so many things so many times that you just reach a point in the piece where it's like it just feels right and it feels finished and then you just stop. That's pretty much it. But a lot of my work is like intuitive anyway. Like, well, pretty like all of my work is pretty much all intuition. So I don't really do any kind of like pre-planning thing or something like that. Like if you're painting like kind of more like photorealistic style or something, you could technically, you know, keep working on that forever. But eventually there's just a point where you have to stop where you're like, you know, I think that this is looks as close as I can get to being the like image that I'm trying to capture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it kind of goes back to like another feeling thing. It's like when you're when I'm editing all the different aspects of the photo, like color temperature or just anything like that. You just I don't know. It's like, oh, that looks right. That feels right. So I'm going to trust my instincts because, yeah, I mean, that could be, that could go on for, you could literally never get done with like a wedding gallery. It's like, ah, oh, I could, you know, today I'm feeling like it needs to be a little bit more blue. And then you go back the next day and you're like, ah, oh, I think I need to be a little bit more yellow. So it's like that, that balance, you can like go back and forth. So I feel like, I don't know, just trusting yourself and yeah, just having that feeling of like, all right, this photo is, this is done. This is what I envisioned the photo to be. Um, I guess that kind of happens when you're taking the photos too. It's like you can shoot the same pose or like the same scene 
in several different angles. Um, and you're like, if you're going through and you're like, all right, I'm going to pick one of these to send to them. Like, let's pick my favorite angle and like whichever one feels the most natural or I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but it just feels right. What is that part in us that knows? And how does it know? Like what, it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like once you decide to trust that part or whatever part of that is of you, I don't know, I feel like that's pretty powerful because then enough things just start to happen and you can, like I said, you can like finish a piece of art or finish some photos and stuff like that without constantly going back to, to be like, oh, it could be better. I mean, like, I mean, a photo or like anything could always, I guess, be better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a relative term, uh, better. But yeah, I mean, the, the editing process could go on forever. Mm-hmm. And then that also doesn't allow you to like move on to other projects or to, to learn and grow and stuff like that if you're just always stuck on like, you know, editing the same picture. Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say is that like, you could technically edit that same picture forever, but you know, and there are people who like work on the same painting for, you know, like 10 years, but it's like, I mean, at some point you have to just end it because it's not going to be the best work that you've ever created, you know? Yeah. The next work will more than likely probably be better than the one you created before. Like, it's just how it is, you know, because you learn from the thing that you just did. But if you never finish it, if you never see it to a completion, you can never, like, reflect on it and then move on to the next piece. You'll always be stuck in the same kind of mode of thinking. Yeah, that's like spot on. It's perfect. <laughs> Mic drop moment. <laughs> Are there things that you've both learned in the artistic process that like you would forget to teach someone if you were teaching them art or photography because you've sort of, um, I don't know, because you almost like glance over it now because it's been so long since you've learned it or like you forgot that it was like something that you learned. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, probably for sure. So I feel like, I mean, like the way I learned to use a camera was just like, you know, there's like the manual mode where you have to do all the settings yourself and stuff like that. And it was just like, everybody was like, oh, just put the camera on manual mode and, you know, good luck, you know. It kind of goes, we watched a video in our senior sem for our marketing senior seminar. And it was like all about trial and error. Um, and they talked about like laundry caps. So that they're like these, like for like the detergent and stuff like that, like the, the way the, the detergent comes out, it's like these like crazy, like little funnel pathway things. Like you, I have to like show you the video, but it was really interesting. Like they would just like, make 10 designs of this like little funnel system you know, like when you push the button all the turn it comes out to like for like a, a steady stream they would make like 10 different designs pick the one that worked the best and then move to the next round and like eventually just like whittle it all the way down mm-hmm. to like the final design of this crazy like funnel thing um it's in like inside the caps um but like that's kind of like the way that i learned photography so i feel like like it's definitely good to like have a teacher or stuff like that but for some things it's like just better to i don't know like 
learn on your own. It's like, I mean, so YouTube, I mean, YouTube's awesome. You can learn a lot on there, but this is more, I guess, specifically for photography. Um, but yeah, I would say that like, I would definitely, it would, I'd have to like sit down and like write out notes if I was going to teach someone and be like, all right, these are the things I probably need to, you know, like show these people. But yeah, I feel like, I mean, learning by trial and error was really critical for what I do now too. It's like, I kind of just know the settings by heart and like what I need to do to achieve the, the images and things that I want. But yeah, I think that would definitely be interesting to actually go and teach someone. Cause then I would probably like learn, I'd probably learn a lot too, you know? I would probably relearn concepts or things like that that I had forgot about or not learned before. So it would probably be a cool process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say like, it's almost, not like forgetting something that you might not be able to like share with somebody but it's almost like knowing that what you know might not be the best way to solve a problem so it's almost like being able to like take a step back from thinking that you know everything and like that maybe the student might actually have a better solution than you could ever come up with in your like whole, you know, time as whatever, an artist or a photographer, or, you know, science teacher or whatever. Yeah, so you'd be like, this was important for me to know. This was important for me to know, but I have no reason to believe it's going to be helpful for them. So unless it comes up, I might as well just skip that part. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, there are some things that are obviously like foundational things, you know, like how to turn on a camera or something like that, you know, how to charge a camera, for instance, like those are really simple examples, obviously, but like, you know, in like, like color theory, you know, if you're interested in like learning about color, there's like some like just simple things that you should know, you know, about like primary colors and like secondary colors and how to mix them and stuff like that. Like that's just foundational stuff. And there's like, there isn't much debate that you could be have like had on that, you know, there's only one way to like turn on a camera really. Yeah. But once you get into some of that more like complex stuff, then it's really like being able to let people like have free reign and using your knowledge when it's like applicable, but also learning like when to step back and like let people figure it out on their own. Yeah, I feel like that's super spot on because yeah, you can do the very basics of a camera, but then it's like, if I'm like, oh, this is exactly how you should do this. And this is how you should like, uh -huh. and this is how you should edit the photos. Here's my preset. You just, you know, you use it, do what you want. And you're like, or like, you'd like, that's just me. Like, I don't know, not letting them have the same experience or learning and having that passion for it. Cause they're gonna be like, oh, cool. Like that just took away like five years of fun of learning everything, <laughs> like uh -huh. with a few hours. But yeah, and then it's like not thinking that, you know, everything is like, I feel like super important. But yeah, I feel like that's spot on, Brendan. <laughs>
just like let them like let them have that experience like it's almost like let them have the experience of like not knowing and then going out there and then developing their own style is super important which they might it might be like a pain in the moment for them but then you know five years ten years on the road they're gonna be like thank you for not like just like jamming your ideas at me you know mm-hmm. yeah or and like this is what my dad always says but like or maybe they like never thank you because they you know think that they like taught themselves everything <laughs> when they did you know but yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they just never come back and thank you ever. And then you're just okay knowing that, you know. I need to tell Jeff, thank you for our class. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> I always think about the like, way it's okay. I was thinking about like when I'm designing stuff like the podcast, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do some layers here. I'm gonna like make this look like it's not as far, like just like everything we learned in that class. Uh-huh. So much fun. Such a good class. So basically what I'm thinking is that, oh, we lost Ian. Oh, is, that, <laughs> is that Alan is also going to join our school that we're starting. Ooh, yes. Tell me more. <laughs> well, I had this like, because I've been applying to MFA programs. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I, well, we'll see like what happens, but I don't think I'm going to go if I get into them. Uh because I really like, I really want to start like a community, like teaching in a community center and kind of bringing the stuff that my dad and Matt have like developed as far as classes. Yeah. But bring that to a space where people can access that information for like pretty cheap, you know? So you don't have to go to school to know, you know, color theory or how to draw or, 2D design, like just very, like very basic art principles. And then you can take that and then like become, you know, an artist as you like develop your own style and your own, you know, whatever. But as long as you have those kind of foundational things, then you can move on on your own. And so like, that's kind of what I want to do. But then we were also talking about play and like, uh, how it'd be cool to just have like a whole school where that's the system, but you also have like high school kids all the way to, you know, older adults, like, you know, nineties who are all learning and like growing and developing at the same time and like teaching each other. And it'd be cool. That sounds incredible. Yeah. I like that style too. It's like a shorter form of school it's like here's the basics here's your foundation now like go and take what you've learned and uh, apply it and learn new things and that would be really cool i mean i will join the school <laughs> okay you already convinced me done <laughs> the only problem is is that we're three white guys so our knowledge is kind of limited <laughs> but we're we're okay with admitting that so like that's a good step <laughs> like uh-huh. we need to like that's like a, a siren call be like hey help out please <laughs> yeah we, we need you
It's a good silent pause. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is this where we're going to end it? Right. Everybody's going to be like, is it over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just nope. Like, we're going to keep going now. <laughs> <laughs> to Tune in next week for part two. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. It's fun hanging out with you guys. We should, uh, we should definitely do the card thing you're talking about. Though. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Nick and I were kind of just like talking through ideas, like when we first, you know, wanted to, to do it together. We're like, oh, we could do, you know, some solo episodes. That'd be cool. We could just have topics and talk about them. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. It'd be really fun. And then he was talking about that, that cards, that card journal and everything like that on the episode with Jared. And before that, so that'd be kind of cool if we just like pulled the cards out, just kind of like out of nowhere. And then I was like, oh, now I got to be vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Like it was my idea, but no, it'd be really fun. And it talks, you don't know where the conversation's going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then also, like I said, like pulls like the deepest things out of you. I was, so like, should... I was like apprehensive at first to share mm-hmm. everything, like especially in the podcast form. Yeah. Because like, other people are going to hear it. But yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's almost morphing in that way too. It's like, oh, other people. Like him, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with, and hopefully, like that, like lets them talk about things they're struggling with. So, yeah, yeah, and it's like more vulnerable. So, like you're more free at the end of it because you were, you allowed yourself to share it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely down for that. I think I told Brendan before you got on here, Ian, that we're going to have Dr. Dre on there next week. Really? I'm super excited. Whoa, that's going to be cool. That'd be cool. Is it really bad that <laughs> uh, I thought of like rapper Dr. Dre first thing? And, and <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I think it was before you got on here too. I was telling Brendan like, like about all like the cool rap videos he does. It's like birthdays yeah. on Facebook. Have you seen them? Uh, I haven't. They're so good. I'll send you one. Really? Yeah. He said he's like he said he would do a uh, rap video for our podcast. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I think I'm just gonna end the podcast after that. I think that's yeah, probably, that's our peak. We're never gonna get high. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everything we said about peaks earlier was yes. why. Like that actually. Is <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like Mount Everest. Yeah. But no, that'll be cool. Like I said, I'm excited to have you guys on there too. Yeah. We'll crossover episode. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I love a good crossover episode. Yeah, cameo. Um, <laughs> All like the times like back in the day, like Disney Channel, like yeah. whenever like the crossover episodes, you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be crazy. <laughs> uh, that's what I was just thinking of. iCarly and Victorious. That's what I was the crossover I was picturing in my head. So many good. <laughs> Okay, now we can be done. Now we got that out of the way. <laughs> well, that was fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for uh, being on one that was actually recorded. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> Heck yeah.
That's all right. I thought it was, that was fun. And we, I feel like the conversations were completely different. Like there was, I don't feel like, I mean, we talked about maybe a few things back in that episode, the other one, but it's a completely different conversation. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Fresh fun. start. Yeah. I well, love you guys. Love you guys too. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm.